Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to Painting Pictures. I'm Gabriel Roberts, a.k.a. Dr. Wacky Backy, coming to you this morning from Studio L in Paonia, Colorado. Another beautiful day. Got a great podcast for you today. It's um, it's a conversation, conversation between myself and another human being, a lima bean. Uh, no, it's a human. It's a human bean, um, and I think you're gonna like it. Uh, just a a few notes. The website for the podcast is Gabe Roberts Art at uh dot com <laughs> dot c o m that's gaberobertsart dot com that's the place where I put pictures of paintings eventually I also um post a blog post for each episode uh wherein you can find any pertinent info uh any important links you can leave a comment um that sort of a thing. So that's that. And then if you have any questions for moi, well, all you got to do, Charlie, is send me an email. The email address is incredibly similar to the website address. It's that same um combination of three words. First word, Gabe. Second word, Roberts. <clears throat> Third word, word not third world <laughs> okay that's a different story third word art gabe roberts art and that's at gmail.com there was a time when i was um pretty into gabe roberts art <laughs> excuse me i thought that was um i thought that was cool i thought that was like my brand you know uh turns out i associate much more with Gabriel than Gabe and but you know the website's there what am I going to do get a different domain name just because no it's fine Gabe Roberts art it's just a funny thing people try to read it and um and sometimes they figure it out like that's the email address I use for chumps that I don't want to give my real email address to <laughs> I mean just kidding I <laughs> I check it I check it regularly and sometimes I receive emails from listeners. But I also give that email address to strangers. Well, you might be a stranger. Anyway, the point is, sometimes they figure it out. And they go, Gabe Roberts Art. Otherwise, they just go, Gabe Roberts Art. And they get really confused and uncomfortable. You notice how people get uncomfortable when they don't understand something? Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. I think that's something um I guess most of us encounter is that discomfort around the unknown. Like a weird name. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to say your name. Why can't your name just be Bob? <laughs> be so much easier. Um so Today's guest is named Carolina Fernandez, and 
she is a um gosh well she kind of describes herself pretty well she's a traveler she's a mechanical engineer she's a solar engineer she does work professionally for uh, solar energy international which is the uh international solar energy company believe it or not located here in peonia colorado uh carolina is from costa rica and she makes her home between the three hubs of costa rica Madrid and Peonia. And we recorded this conversation uh, in the backyard of my home. And I think you'll like it. That's really all I need to say. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, one other announcement. Um, This isn't a catch siren pan update. I don't even want to go there this morning. I just, uh, I'm not emotionally strong enough uh, to go there this morning. So we're not going to talk about my cast iron pan. I do want to tell you that I am going to be performing live at the Blue Sage Center for the Arts here in Paonia, Colorado on April 25th. And that is the, I'm going to be opening for a musician named Kai Burt, who is a future painting pictures guest. He's an excellent musician, and uh, he's he's playing a show to kick off his tour here in Paonia at the Blue Sage. I believe the tickets are $10 in advance. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do 30 minutes of um, interpretive dance just to get the audience warmed up. So I'm preparing, uh, you know, listening to different pieces of music. I'm working with something by Tchaikovsky right now. And, um, you know, ironing out my ribbons, making sure I've got the right, uh, you know, just the right look to it. You, you don't want it, you don't want it to look amateur. Interpretive dance, uh, is tough. You know, it's a tough, um, it's a tough medium. So you really got to put some time in, um, and get the right look. And that's the most important thing. So, you know, I'm experimenting every day with a little bit of different, you know, different eye makeup, um, different arrays of ribbons, different costumes, really, that's what it all comes down to. And then, of course, the movements. But that all comes naturally to me. And um, so I just follow the music and commune with the ghost of Tchaikovsky uh, and put on a show. So that'll be, um, yeah, again, April 25th here in Paonia, Colorado. I may be able to record it a video of my dance and put that up for you. Actually, I'm going to be doing uh, comedy or something like it. I'm not really sure, but hey, I just announced it, so it's happening. Um, that's the only other announcement I had. Keep it real, guys. Um, now, please welcome the lovely and brilliant and talented Carolina Fernandez.
Hey, hey Dick Sock. Sock Dick. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> From this angle, it's just really, yeah. Welcome. Oh, oh you're yeah. recording? Yeah, it's yeah, a okay. nice microphone, huh? It is. And with the sock on it, <laughs> it looks even more phallic. Very. I've been telling the listeners <laughs> that they are represented by the little glowing green dot that's right on the top of the shaft. You can't... Oh. Oh, yeah, you can see it right there. See it, yeah. So that's the listeners. Hi. <laughs> Um, and we've got a sock on you guys, a black sock, because we are recording out of doors, and there is, uh, sometimes a little bit of wind. A nervousness going around. Yeah, there's somebody buzzing there, uh, hopefully that guy will stop buzzing his lawn pretty soon. <laughs> but we're in Paonia, we're, uh, in the lovely springtime in Paonia, and we're sitting under a tree that just... About just a few days ago, leafed out. Uh, well, budded out. It's kind of a weird. It's like it's got green buds, which I believe are all going to fall off. They're all seeds, yeah. They have seeds. Oh, they do. Yep. There you go. So Carlene is a scientist, <laughs> She's a natu- naturalist. Um, now, what do you? How would you describe yourself? I'll probably describe you in the introduction a little bit. Okay, I am not a wine connoisseur. You're not a wine connoisseur. Okay, That's I'm a not good a comedian. Way to start. You're not a comedian, <laughs> but you are funny. I am in love with Paonia. Mm. Deeply, intrinsically wow. in love. Cool. And I'm a traveler. Yeah, you are definitely. And you're originally from Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. I'm from Costa Rica. Oh yeah. Yeah, and your fam- you still have a lot of family there. Yeah, all my family's there except my husband. And your husband is in Spain. Madrid. Yeah. And so you kind of have seems like three major hubs. Hubs. Yes. Costa Rica, Madrid, and Paonia. And Paonia. And the but reason Paonia is one of those hubs is because of your professional work. Yes. With SEI. Mm-hmm. Solar Energy International. Solar Energy International, <laughs> yes. Marketing there. Um, yeah, with SEI, and what do you I do came with here. SEI? Um, a little bit of everything. I wear, wear many hats. I teach with them. I help with curriculum development. I'm a translator. I, mm. I'm going to do field work today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Carry heavy stuff. What, are you, what are you guys know. doing? Um, we're just um, preparing the lab. Uh-huh. yard for students that are coming in two weeks oh cool so lab weeks are starting in two weeks and we're all very excited yeah but there's a lot of work to do in the lab yard so so the lab yard is where you guys do the practical training people yes. come from all over the world all over the world and they do training sessions and they learn how to install yep and maintain yep we divide it we divide them into small groups and have many very experienced instructors wonderful people to um, just guide them through installations, entire installations that will get connected and that are working and they're they're live. Yeah. And it really is an international company. It is. And it really is... um, Yeah, it's an interesting... You're saying that you're like you're studying for a big test that is for the United States, whatever. It's a gringo thing. Yeah. So this is sort of, the, in America is where there's like the official like framework of it and, or. Um, you mean worldwide? 
Yeah. No. No. The United States is, is, is a, like a, a framework for for Latin American countries who mm. are starting with this, but not mm. all of them because there's a big difference between the way electricity works in some countries and others, like 50 hertz and 60 hertz is one of the main ones and the way you use voltages. So oh, um, equipment that is ma made for the U.S., wherever it may be made in the world, um, will will kind of seep down into countries that also use the same 50, 60 hertz uh, and same voltage uh -huh. model kind of thing. Uh -huh. And then other countries are very influenced by European market, uh -huh. like Chile, who has 50 hertz and 230 volts. Okay. So... Yeah. Is that uh, no? That's interesting, yeah. though. It's so it's kind and of divided. Most of Europe, it's kind of divided between the. There's two major systems: the U.S. system and the European. It's not U.S. or European. There are many different combinations of frequencies and voltages, mm -hmm. but I would say the two mainstreams are 50 hertz to 30 vo volts, uh -huh. and the other would be 60 hertz and 120 to 40 or 120 to 08. Or those sounds so close. <laughs> They're very different. <laughs> I have. Is that I, why, like your your computer will blow up if you plug it in? Not your computer, because your computer has a works with DC current, and so it has a little rectifier in the connect. No, not your computer. But if you have a blow dryer, right, that will not work. Right. Yeah. If you have many things, many other things will not work. I have many people who come visit in Madrid. We, I've actually. Rarely been in my home without visitors. Uh -huh. <laughs> Very rarely. I remember you told me to come visit you like two days after I met. You're like, if you know. I love having it's people. A, you got a spot in Europe, basically. It's beautiful. It's a hub for everybody else. Yeah, Madrid it, is a pretty yeah. good hub. Yeah, we have a very small apartment, but it's very cozy to have with people there. That's cool. Um, and most people that come bring a lot of weight and uh -huh. shit that they cannot use because they didn't realize it was a different... Different voltage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, many things have been left behind uh -huh. in my house. <laughs> you have a little so collection a little of box, electronics. A free box. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So how did you get into uh, working with solar? Well, that um, happened a long time ago mm -hmm. with my, my father. I think my father wanted just boys. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there's just popular mechanics in my house and popular science. That's what my the magazines my reading materials were. Cool. And so I, I don't even remember a specific moment. I just always read about it in these magazines. Uh -huh. and, um, no internet, of course, nothing uh -huh. like that. And um, eventually, when there was, I was always. I just found myself always investigating about it, reading about it, and then in high school investigating even more and making all my papers and work about energy yeah. and energy efficiency and that led to solar yeah and and then you do you study engineering i'm in, a mechanical in engineer yeah in yep. costa rica in costa rica cool yeah yeah um which doesn't help much in solar <laughs> uh -huh, really? I don't really practice my what would be more applicable electrical engineering electrical yeah. engineering um, which i'm not Right. Just as I'm not a com comedian or a wine connoisseur, I'm not an electrical, <laughs> electrical engineer. engineer. Um, but I love all of them. I love uh -huh. comedy, wine, and electricity. <laughs> and electrical <laughs> engineering. Electricity, yeah. And, yeah. Cool. Um, so, what's the what's the deal with solar? Why? why what's the dealio? Yeah, <laughs> why solar? aren't we all, why isn't everybody using solar everywhere? Oh, there are many reasons for that. Um, it's 
I, wow, there are many reasons for that, and maybe Ed would be an amazing mm-hmm. person to talk about. This sure, with. he would. But um, I would definitely say there are obstacles. Yeah. Um, it was price uh-huh. a while ago, maybe five, six years ago, it was still price. Um, then that shifted. In terms of like price photovoltaic panel, yeah. how expensive it is. Yeah, the whole installation, the inverters, the mm. not just the modules, mm-hmm. um, inverters too. But then prices went down drastically, mm-hmm. dramatically. Mm-hmm. And um, price is not that big of an obstacle anymore. Um, plus you have, in this country in particular, a lot of rebates and incentive programs. Right. Federal incentive programs, like countrywide. But cool. But then there's also now a big um, controversy, I would say, with utilities uh-huh. and what they um, are claiming that a lot of solar would do to their grid and how they would be able or wouldn't be able to handle that in a big grid. grid. And so um, that is definitely a big obstacle because every little bit that's produced with solar, if you produce, um, how can I explain this? Normally what you, what the ideal would, the ideal would be for users is that you have solar in your home and when you're not using it, you give it to the grid, Mm. give that energy to the grid. Right. And when you are using it, you get it back. So Uh the grid would act as like a huge battery bank. Yeah. It'll just save energy for you in one way or another. And you produce during the day. And maybe you're not consuming because you're out at the office or the mm-hmm. whatever, wherever mm-hmm. working. And then at night when you need lighting and you maybe plug in your computer, your cell phone, mm-hmm. maybe watch TV or something. Sure. Um, maybe blend up an evening smoothie. Exactly. All of that. <laughs> uh, that's when you need energy provided by the grid. So sure. the profile of energy production with the sun does not fit the profile of energy Abuse. consumption. Yeah. So utilities have to uh-huh. have to find a way yeah. to to create that yeah. that harmony or that coherence. Right. And that is not an an easy task, especially because storage is not easy. Energy right. storage is another big obstacle. It's still so a great technology. It's all in the way we use energy. Why do we yeah. plug in stuff only at night, at night. or mostly at night? Mm-hmm. What if you consume or organize your consumption a little better to fit your solar production profile Mm -hmm. does it um without solar how does a typical grid around here work you have a power plant right i think the u.s as a country is 45 percent coal Uh um then i think you have i know it's 40 something percent coal natural gas a little bit of hydro Uh i don't i'm not Entirely familiar with yeah, yeah. the grid here. But coal is the biggest one. Coal is, I think, the biggest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see the coal train every day. Mm-hmm. We do. It cruises through Peony every um, day. Yeah, it is. But in terms, of, uh, in terms of storage or production of energy, um, a, I guess a power plant is independent. You can... Do they... Fi- does a does the power plant sort of come online more in the evening hours and and produce more? Yes, the grid produces according to demand. Yeah, so a yeah. Gen- generally it doesn't have, like, storage capacity well, built storage, into it. Well, storage, it is built into it. Storage is in the piece of coal. Oh, the sure, energy is right, there. the potential energy. If you have a reservoir, if you have hydro, storage occurs as water in that reservoir. 
right. it's stored there it's right. like a battery it's a huge battery right. coal itself the piece of coal has energy in it yeah um natural gas well you have tanks Right. Right. But with so solar, you need that energy. Solar just comes during the day. It goes during the night. It's all right. about the sun. And so you need the storage to be sort of built into the it grid It would need itself. to be a chemical reaction, basically. Batteries. Ah, yeah. 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 So that complicates sure. it a little bit. But it's still, um, even though it, it's not complicated, it's just different, different. Yeah. It's a different way of doing things. Yeah. So what if you do have your coal and your natural gas and everything else, and you're able to use that when there's no sun, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. Just make it coherent uh -huh. with the profile and make them work together, uh -huh. which many, many utilities are doing. And that's something I find kind of um, amusing is that many utilities are building huge solar arrays uh -huh. um industrial size like megawatts um so they do want the technology they know the technology works the price is perfect it's competing now it's t completely competitive now and so they're building it themselves but they don't want huh. it to be on everybody's roof and that every everybody can produce it's not that they don't want to there are obstacles of course i'm not judging right. what they're doing in right. that sense it's just it's just amusing yeah it's amusing that they do harness the technology, they do accept it, and they want to use it yeah. themselves. But of course, the more you produce and the more you change your consumption, the less they get paid. Sure. And the less dependent... And it is a business, right? Of course. Yeah, it's huge business. So it's amusing. It's interesting. We'll yeah. see. It's going to be interesting for solar people the next five years, I yeah. think. Yeah. So what, what are some of them... To an agreement. Yeah. So is that kind of the what's at play is like the whatever uh, companies that control the the major grids and how they sort of work with work with solar? Yeah. And then how, how what kind of pressure is put on by individuals what? or communities that that want it? And sure, that that plays a very big role, definitely. Um, it's more of what what can we all come up with in a way to to for us to um integrate my production in my house mm -hmm. with their production and our consumption just mm -hmm. all together um so they for example need to charge an access fee because mm -hmm. i have access to this energy whenever a cloud goes by right, right? they right. are giving me a very good service right they are helping me not have batteries in my own home Right. Right. They're, they're becoming my battery. Right. So I do have to pay an access fee or some kind of fee to them. Um, it's going to become very interesting in the next um, couple of years here in particular in the States because the federal incentive for 30% rebate kind of. There's a program mm -hmm. for um, all the country as a cashback, I think, or rebate mm -hmm. program. Um, it's expiring. stopping. It's expiring. Thank you. And so it's going to be interesting to see huh. how the market is going to react to that because 30% of the big chunk of whatever you're going to pay for your solar system. Yeah, and so that's a huge impetus for residential. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. People installing it. What do you think is, is it some combination of, of ma major grids and local grids? Or do you think the answer is... Uh, I mean, it seems like, or do you think that a place like the size of Paonia could have... Microgridded? Yeah, have its own little grid just with... Yeah, it's happening all around the world. They're actually called microgrids. 
They have an official name. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it's interesting the way inverters can work now. The technology has moved forward a lot and has be, be like just has made it easy to to interconnect many different sources mm. of energy, like mm. hydro, wind. Talking micro hydro, like let's talk about this river. Maybe not really? this river; it's really flat. But yeah, you would need certain conditions. But yeah. you could do micro hydro and uh-huh. wind and geothermal in some places too, uh-huh. and solar. And mix it all up, all up, and create your kind of local microgrid. Yeah. And this is not only on paper. This is happening in many places around the world. Cool. Mostly remote places that don't have access to a grid. Okay. Um, because then it becomes a lot more cost effective. Sure. Than bringing power line, right. power lines through kilometers and kilometers. Right. Building I'm sorry, all that miles and miles. Infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that would be very expensive. So um, microgrids are becoming a very smart way to address energy problems yeah. in remote areas. But I'm thinking that technology around microgrids is going to grow because of the demi- demand for it. Uh-huh. And I think local communities will start just doing rev- it. revolting. No, Re- not revolting. No, that's revol- a revolution. I don't know the word. Uh, like making a revolution or... Revolutionizing. Revolution. The way they produce their own energy sure yeah yeah revolutionizing that's sure. the word you pick it mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just making it up <laughs> definitely not revolting uh-huh <laughs> but that seems how wonderful that seems like yes so empowering and it it makes sense like there's especially in a sunny place yeah. like colorado like yeah. there's so much yeah sun. like how many like 300 days of sun a year wow I think here in Peonia, specifically in Peonia, yeah, it's it's impressive. Yeah, it's a great resource. Um, there was this reporter who went to I think it was Fox News. Like, there's a program called Fox and Friends. Her name is Shibani Yoshi, Yoshi or Yoshi, and she's supposed to be an expert on energy and the energy market. Mm-hmm. And she was asked, this was like two years ago maybe, why is Germany? Um, so strong in solar and they're building this solar grid in their country and it's amazing mm-hmm. um and why aren't aren't we you as a country mm-hmm. um competing with that or or being or doing the same thing mm-hmm. it's like well germany has so much more sun what? than the united states that was her answer that oh, was the no. yeah this is the energy expert at Fox oh. <laughs> or something, and um, uh, that's not true. I can give you the clips so you can put it with. It. Of course not. Actually, <laughs> Germany has like the same. I think only Alaska, in the United States, has less right. uh, solar resource out of than any of the Germany. Yeah, out of all the all the country, including yeah. Hawaii, Puerto Rico. Of course, they have great resource, but um, yeah. So I think only that? Alaska is less than Germany. Yeah. <laughs> it's what does that mean that Germany's comment. building a better solar? Does that mean they have better uh, ba- like storage, battery capacity? They are organizing their grid mm. and the resources they have mm-hmm. to be able to respond mm-hmm. to what we were talking about before, that, that profile of consumption um, that that people have and the society has mm-hmm. like you wake up you put you turn on the toaster you turn on you start brewing coffee you mm-hmm. so there's like there are certain peaks during the day peaks mm-hmm. of consumption that are social like that everybody right. has this pattern and right. it, it's very clear um 
And so they have been able to respond to this pattern cool. in a way where they're integrating their different resources in a very smart way, wow. including solar. Right. So it's not all solar. They're right, not right. going 100 percent solar. That would be with what the technology we have today that we are almost impossible, I would yeah. say, are as a country. But they have many resources and they're just yeah. working them, working them in an integral way, I think. It's the way to do it. It's a way to do it. But you that's what you, 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 yeah, you need like some sort of unification of the people and the corporations, like some sense of oh, like we yeah. are working <laughs> together for a common good, which well, doesn't. Se- does that happen anywhere? <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of happening in Germany. Um, there is a goal as a country. Yeah, there is a goal as a country, um, and it's funny about goals and this this like this separation you talk about it's happening very um uh, very clearly in hawaii for example where energy uh, in any island everywhere it's always very difficult to produce energy or mm. normally it's difficult and so yeah. energy is a lot more expensive yeah so hawaii as a state let's not even think of it as a state think of it it's just a bunch of islands mm-hmm. where energy is very expensive mm-hmm. and there has been like this fight between users and utilities to get solar into or involved in the grid and, and decentralized production and mm. yada yada yada. Mm. And so what's going on in Hawaii is that people are are is this like R rated? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can say fuck. Okay. If you want. So people are saying <laughs> fuck the utility. Yeah. And they're putting batteries in their homes putting up a solar system in their homes with batteries, with their own storage, and going off-grid yes. in the middle of the city, in the wow. middle of their town. Right, because they have sun 300-plus days they a year, have, too. It, even if you don't have sun, you could still, with your you, you design your battery system to back you up mm-hmm. for as long as you need. Mm-hmm. You also manage your loads differently. You maybe change all your light bulbs, of course, and you don't consume as much. And you right. change the way you... You see energy because you're producing it yourself. Right. But then this is happening in the middle of the cities. They're just saying, fuck the utility. You know what? This is literally just fucked up that you're not letting me do this. And uh, many factors go into this. The utility is right in some ways, but um, there are different ways to manage things. And the way they have managed them has pissed many people off, and they're going off-grid in the middle of the city. Wow. Which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also starting to happen in Dominican Republic, huh. where you get, um, what are these called, like uh, energy uh, like shutdowns, like for an hour blackouts? a day. Blackouts, thank you. Almost an hour every day. Wow. Every day. Wow. Um, so, and energy is very expensive. Right. And you're still getting blackouts every day. And you're still not getting all the time. So, yeah, going off-grid is becoming more and more of an option. Yeah. Uh, what about in the technology itself? Like, in it, it seems like the technology of small, capable batteries is fantastic for independence with solar. Is there, uh, is there like a push and pull between the, the people that are actually pursuing that technology, and then people that maybe don't want that technology to uh, improve? Well. I think you're ta- talking conspiracy theories here. No. <laughs> but, um... No, just... Yeah, you, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement in technology. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially in storage. Um, but then the big and good research and development companies see this gap, see this 
um, need, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of of work, cool. n- money going into research and development. There is a lot of work going against it too. I do agree. Yeah. Um, I won't talk conspiracy theories. What? But, uh, <laughs> what but is of course, there's theory? obviously interests. Um, yeah. And opposite interests right. on it being developed or not being developed. And, right. Um, yeah, there's definitely many sketchy things yeah. that have happened. Um, I mean, solar as a technology, as just converting photons into electricity was invented, what, in 1890 or something? Really? Seriously. Wow. It's, um, so it's, it's very impressive that it hasn't developed more. Yeah. Technology, the production technology right now is really good. And um, I talked to somebody recently and they were telling me, well, uh, well, this is, aren't the cells only 15% efficient? That means that only 50% of the energy that actually comes on mm-hmm. the module or lays on the module mm-hmm. comes into the module. I don't know how mm-hmm. to preposition that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, turns into electricity, usable electricity. And they're like, oh, that's so low. Well, plants are 1% efficient. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, and, and they... Look at this, this tree, right? Yeah, um, it's doing all right. So, isn't it? Isn't the problem on the other side of how? Like, well, we are we are inefficient as consumers, right? That fifteen percent efficiency is enough for many people. Yeah, that's live such grid. a stupid reason not to <laughs> do it. Well, <laughs> uh, you would be surprised at, at the at the arguments oh, at oh. the arguments <laughs> that I've heard against against solar. You're only getting fifteen yeah. percent of mm-hmm. what is free <laughs> and limitless exactly yep that's a very good argument there yeah let's stop doing so oh, because funny. of that and so um there mm. are many interesting arguments like that one mm-hmm. um some definitely ridiculous ones mm-hmm. uh but yeah technology is is always developing mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. technology i mean right now you if you compare solar technology to your cars your car uses six sevenths of its oil of the energy it consumes just to move the car itself because of its weight mm-hmm. only 0.5 percent is used to move you mm. as a person <laughs> in the car 0.5 percent of the energy you go, you put into your car because mm-hmm. you move yourself in a bike you can see this mm-hmm. this comes from a very good book i can give you all that <laughs> that's funny i've never thought we can about back that. that up but yes but what six, about if you're fat seventh Carl? Well, if you're fat, you, that means you go up to 0.7%. It's still very good, yeah, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, cars have become a lot fatter yeah. than people in the United it's States. It's true. They're getting puffy, puffy. Yes. I don't like They've them. They've become heavier. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people are becoming safer. heavier, too. They're safer, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Change, change, change. Mm. Airbags just came into... Um, existence, existence, recently, and it took seven years to that for them to become a part of every single car produced in the world. Uh-huh. Only seven years. If a technology works and makes sense, uh-huh. and there is nothing against it, uh-huh. it takes very little time to sure. introduce. Um, just bear, like the muffles of the car, the the tailpipe, uh-huh. exhaust um, had catalytic converters uh-huh. introduced. In, in only 10 or 12 years, every car in the world has. Right. So if change makes sense and there's no opposition, yeah. like there's no lobbying against it or, yeah. or interest for, of, 
few people, uh-huh. these changes take very little time mm-hmm. to get implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have other changes that mm-hmm. poke into some people's interest and mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. take such little time to get implemented. Yeah. Like, for example, 120 years that we've yeah. been having solar or yeah. Right. As a technology. Well, how great that know. you get to work at a company that is just just going for it, really. Oh, yes. Like, it's a non-profit. Yes. And uh, the, really, the vibe I get is wow. they legitimately are interested in em- empowering sound, yeah. people. I'm going to sound like it's a sec, but it's the best thing that's ever happened to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. It is. Yeah. It is in, in many ways. Um, not just as a work. As a group of people, um, I have worked in several different companies. Enough to know that I've never seen such a wide range of of, of people mm. from all over the world, actually, mm-hmm. mainly all over the United States, um, come together in this way, and it's very beautiful. Yeah, because there's like a, a north. There's a goal that we all have, and we do. We go up, like we go upon getting it or achieving it in many different ways. Yeah. But it's all like. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing connected. group of people. It's it just is. an amazing group of people. And it's, even though the things, it's a relatively small company, and the things that you're doing are, you know, relatively on a small scale, but it's it's across the whole spectrum of the industry and across the whole world. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's... Um, that it's really it's really exciting, yeah. and every every little industry and business and person that you guys contact around the world is get, you get that little spark of like. Because yeah. what's more exciting than being able to be yeah, independent, indeed. live free, basically? If you can provide your own power and if you can grow your own food, yep. Then you're not a slave then you don't anymore. Need anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, you need things, but then sure. you can provide for yourself. Yes. Those things that you need, and <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. It's it's re- how relatively small, or you said small scale. Um, SEI has trained over thirty five thousand people. Wow! And you just uh, installed the biggest photovoltaic system in Central America, or something oh, like that. Oh, that was or array. That's inaccurate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did not install it. Um, Chris and I just went down there to commission it. We went to see that everything was okay. As okay as it could be, uh-huh. we tried. We did our best, definitely. Um, it was the biggest or the largest rooftop mm. solar plant mm. in Latin America. Cool. Yeah. And it Close was in enough. Guatemala? Honduras. Honduras. All right. <laughs> Got that one dialed in. Got that factor yeah. dialed in. Biggest rooftop. Yeah. And we commissioned it. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It yeah. was a great experience. And um, I am self-taught in solar, and uh-huh. it took me many years to to many many years to get to to understand it even and the fact that i can help people get yeah. there in two weeks of yeah. classes wow. it's just amazing it is yeah. and going down there to honduras and and teach and help and yeah i cool. want to work more in central america definitely yeah i think i'll get my chance yeah prepping towards that it seems like the yeah, SCI is definitely focusing down there. Yeah, we've got good news with the Spanish program, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what do you like about Paonia? Hmm. Well, good question. Um, many things, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would. I don't know. Maybe the the main one, which is like the difference that I don't find anywhere else where I've traveled or lived, is the sense of community. Yeah. 
definitely. I yeah. think that makes a big difference. It, I mean, it's a beautiful place. You have, I think you have it all. Nature, the food, right. the, the, many right. things. But the main difference, like that is in many places in the world. Yeah. I think the main difference is that sense of community and um, that you don't find. No, you don't. It's pretty special. It's very special. Mm-hmm. Um, going to get coffee in the morning and knowing that the sandwich I order is maybe 80% made in a four-mile radius mm-hmm. or something. He's used miles. Nice. Um, thanks. Yes. I Our know. listeners appreciate Kilometers. that. They don't <laughs> And... I mean, I'm having breakfast next to the guy who 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 did um, who grew the potatoes I'm right. eating in the hash brown. It's right. just amazing. And you know you're going to run into have like if you want a cool conversation and a hug yes. and a laugh with three or four great people. Yeah. That you don't have to text to coordinate to no. come have coffee. You exactly. It's like a huge high school. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. With the good and the bad, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's it's a beautiful place. And um, I had never experienced spring or fall, just seasons in general mm-hmm. before, or snow, or mm. allergies. <laughs> or, All these fun things. Um, I've had the opportunity to stay in many different homes with many different people who have treated me amazingly so I've been treated as family I've been treated treated as a um as an idiot sometimes I've been treated many uh-huh. different ways in <laughs> Peonia um like an outsider like an insider uh-huh. like a um I don't know like a, a nerd or like an even an artist I don't yeah. know a little bit of everything cool. I've I've experienced many sides of myself due to the fact that the community is so beautiful right so yeah yeah you get a, a chance lot. to express all the different everything. parts of yourself. Everything. Yeah, that is that is a huge part of it. That's why I like it so much, or one of the things I like about it, is there's like an outlet for all of my interests. Yeah. And it I feel becomes overwhelming often, uh, or it can, if you have a lot of interests. If you live here, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I that come sort here of enough and leave enough, so it's not overwhelming. Right. Well, what would happen <laughs> if, you were to, if you were to stay? You would... You would Get deeper into things? Um, or well, would? that's very hypothetical because your government doesn't let me stay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I would definitely dig deeper into many things that I love yeah. discovering here. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe do some gardening. Yeah, I've tried in Madrid, but since I'm there three weeks at a time, right. everything dies. Right. Yeah, right. and <laughs> Costa Rica same. Uh-huh. Um, I, now I just give seeds to my mother, and uh-huh. she does the gardening. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I would love to grow. Brought her some spaghetti squash seeds. Yes, yes, cool. I had beautiful had people. You know who you are. Yeah. Sent me seeds, and we're doing spaghetti squash, which which is my favorite veggie discovery. I don't know. Is it a vegetable? Is it considered a vegetable? I believe so. Okay, good. A squash is a vegetable, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite veggie discovery. Yeah. Since it's I came tasty to Tasty stuff. Yes. And, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not a gardener either, as yeah. I'm not a comedian or a, not a connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> but I love veggies, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish I could garden. Um, I wish I could stay in one place just to garden. Yeah. But then... I say to myself, well, stay in one place. Uh, 
Yeah, I'd rather yeah. eat some from somebody else's sure. garden. Sure. <laughs> yeah, than well, in one and place. you can like you can you can help out in a garden yeah. and water and harvest and I take care of chickens and in. That's right. Yeah, and then I eggs. Good. You helped it's out good. with uh, construction the other day or work on our friend's house. Oh, yeah. So you can yeah. dabble around. Yes, I think that is part of that beauty of the community here. Yeah. Um, that was a going good day. to our friend's house, and you were there, and just um, having people who are just, just sharing love <laughs> yeah. through work, through, through work. physical work. Having a fucking great time. Yes. Just Everybody enjoying themselves, fiberglass into a dumpster. helping a couple of friends who needed yeah. to do a lot of work in their home. I yeah. think that is a huge part of that community that I talk about. Yeah, and definitely seeing living here in November, staying here in November, and seeing in October, and saying seeing the whole fight between yes and no for on voting the on the marijuana ma- thing. medical marijuana or the dispensary, the dispensary. Yeah. Um, that was interesting to see the town so divided, mm-hmm. such different people, mm-hmm. such different interests, but they all live next to each other. Mm-hmm. And after they stopped bickering, <laughs> bickering, right? It's like mm-hmm. fighting, fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, one month later, everything's back to normal. Yeah. They're, your, they're your neighbors and you still love them, even totally. if you don't agree with them at all in some things. Right. And that would break a town in some other, in other places. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is... I getting to experience that made me love Peony even more. Yeah. 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 Regardless of the outcome. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of it has to do with the, well, having mountains all around being, despite of course, everyone, if they want having access to TV or internet, but even that, like a lot of people's phones don't work here. Yeah. Internet is kind of difficult to come by. Mm -hmm. Like our house was blocked from the signal from the hill by a tree (laughs) so like it's not just a given that you're going to be connected um and so i think everybody here is a little bit more connected to the land itself than in some places and i think that probably has a steadying and unifying influence kind of subconsciously that people don't because like i feel like there's a huge like half of this town that i just do not interact with like i just go to different places i maybe i pass them on the street but um i feel like i have like a a, a circle that mm-hmm. i connect with and if there's almost like another circle that i just don't, don't really connect with yeah but maybe just from being in the same place um you still interact you still interact you still like when you pass someone on the street even if you don't know them you like wave yeah. and yeah yeah <laughs> i found uh, very beautiful going to um, Mike's welcome party. Mike, who just purchased backcountry, uh huh. Um, going to a welcome party that was open to the entire town. Cool. It was. Pub- I wasn't like, invited. You were invited. You just didn't <laughs> see. You need to open your eyes, Gabe. It was in a piece of paper on the door of backcountry oh, cool. for over a week. <laughs> yeah, <I just laughs> and you go for coffee there almost every morning, so you were invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, how cool to welcome just open to the community just yeah. come it was just beautiful welcome a new a new there's a new owner yes. at the cafe in so town. Yeah. and the welcome was hosted by the previous owners of the cool. cafe and it was come to our house we'll, we'll just bake pizzas and, wow. and have fun and everybody brought something to the table and uh, it was 
beautiful that yeah. it was supposed to open for the entire town. Wow. Whoever wants to come wants to come. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see the sign? Like uh-huh. you, who doesn't see the sign? You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was wonderful. Cool. It was wonderful. Yeah. Every time I come here, new experiences happen to me that it just make me fall in love more and more. Mm. Then I'm afraid that if I stay too long, right. I won't appreciate them as much. Right. So I think we should talk about relationships a little bit. And in a, maybe in an abstract sense. Not, okay. We don't have to get too personal. But I think that's related Is to that possible? idea. <laughs> You're tricking me into just... Yeah. I'm luring you in. <laughs> no, but I think it's related to that idea of staying in the same place. Um, and there is some... There's a spark and a freshness to something new. And it's... it's in many ways, it's sustained by separation, by being away from that place. And um, I think a lot of a lot of relationships, or probably most relationships, kind of start out awesome, uh, <laughs> and and a lot of them end or quickly become less than awesome and a little bit boring. And um, I think the same 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 thing can be said about places that people come to and they come with a lot of ideas and hopes and dreams and and then kind of uh peter out into <laughs> like mundane <laughs> sort of boring lives well are you happy Gabe? are you happy? <laughs> i am kidding I am. there's definitely a part of me that agrees with that but then also i would i also every time i leave i feel like Damn, I would like to stay there and and explore mm-hmm. these feelings mm-hmm. uh, or these experiences mm-hmm. and dig deeper, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Same as in a relationship. Same as in a relationship. So right. yeah, some things don't perdure forever in the re- forever in the relationship, uh-huh. but then they evolve yeah. into other other characteristics and other feelings that. Yeah, that you might want to dig deeper into and explore more. Yeah. So I do miss every miss staying in one place. Yeah. Because of that, which is like the roots I have with Costa Rica. I just, just yeah, they go deep. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I would like to explore that in other places, but as long as I travel, I can't. Yeah. So it's the same with relationships. You just bounce from one to another just because you'd love to experience that beginning that freshness. Then yeah. you will never experience the. So how do you keep the spark alive? How do you keep it? I keep traveling. Keep so traveling, I go, yeah. Yeah. Keep well, you keep growing as your own, you seeing new more. places. Yeah. Just. And I think you keep, um, I think as long as you, you keep your, uh, your, the, what's most important to you, as long as you keep that as your own thing. Like, what's most important to me is my own growth and uh, fulfillment as a human being. I think as long as both people in a relationship. Oh, we're d- oh I, I was talking about towns. Oh, okay, okay yeah. cool. See, it's yeah, kind of confusing, yeah. but they're similar. <laughs> as long as that remains the the goal and the intention, then I think you're I think you're good, and you'll continue to grow, and I think the relationship will continue to evolve. I think the danger is when you place you think the most important thing is the relationship itself. Yeah. Then I, I agree. Then you, you. I think you slow down in your own growth, and uh, you do get. You do need if you're you're traveling and you have a relationship. 
uh, you have you to keep do need some to importance keep on the relationship itself. A focus on the relationship a little bit yeah. because because then you're experimenting experimenting so many beautiful things that you might tend to forget the other beautiful things that you're missing out on because you're not together all the time. Yeah. With a town or with a person. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, keeping that that focus, like almost as a as a we would say as a as a norte, like a, as a goal. Yeah, a direction. A direction. It is important, I think, but yeah. not entirely the the one and only direction definitely or not. goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is a very difficult subject. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you for touching upon it. Uh, yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's an interesting <laughs> one. And it's, it's nonstop. That's what's most interesting is to me is that I'll never figure, I'll never like have it figured out. No, I think that there's a, there's a quote I like that it's, um, it's about, I don't, I'm not going to go quote it, but <laughs> it's just a very beautiful book and a very beautiful character. And he is now in peace with himself. And the only thing he can want is to be a better himself yeah. every day. Yeah. And that's it. Everything else should fall into place or not fall right. into place. And right. there's really not much you can do about anything else. That's right. Or anyone else in a relationship or in a right. town or so in anything. Why so try to just, yeah. control it? Be good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a good story one. for you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, War and Peace? No. Um, Karenina. And Karenina. That's Levin. That's the character? Yeah. Have you read War and Peace? I have not. I have it. I want to read it. I have it. a long list yeah. right now. Yeah. How do you find time to read? Do you? Oh, yeah. I I do often. On the plane? On the planes, yeah. But uh, what I'm doing now is I used to do one book at a time. Then I switched to two and up to three when I had my Kindle. So I'm carrying, uh-huh. now I'm carrying like 15 books. So it's like, all right, I need to organize myself a little better. So I chose some of them that are depending on the type of book, and I got Audible. And nice. so every time I, I I go walk or jog or something every morning, like for an hour, and so I'm listening to books that I have in queue now. Nice. And while I'm exercising, so nice. it's all over productivity. Yeah. For feeding myself. Yeah. And I'm going through the this long line of books that I wanted to read that I've been wanting to read for a while a lot faster yeah and I found that is a a great way but then also there's some books that I've tried to do that way and there's no way you have Mm. to read them Hmm. yeah so it's choosing which ones you can listen to and which ones you need to which are the ones that you have to read or what makes a book different Um, in that way you think I started listening to uh to Ana Karenina for Mm -hmm. example and I don't know. It was going too fast. It was. Hmm. I was not enjoying it. I was getting lost. Too many characters too. Yeah. So, I I was not enjoying. Like I read, I heard quotes, or I I heard, I would say entire paragraphs that I kind of wanted to write down. Right. Like, well, uh, instead of writing down, pause. I might as well get the book. They're written in there, sure. right? <laughs> sure. So yeah, um, to, just to gather 
those paragraphs or those thoughts, mm -hmm. which are amazing in that book specifically. Mm -hmm. But um, then there are books like Freakonomics, mm -hmm. or even I, I enjoy listening. I've found that I enjoy listening sure. to science fiction books too, uh -huh. um, just to detach and just get new ideas, which yeah, there are good ones out there. Then something like Freakonomics, where it's data and it's just um, thoughts being organized with numbers in uh -huh. social um in, in like in social circles circles maybe um that you can listen to right because it's like a lecture kind of yeah it's like it's like a podcast yeah it's like listening to podcasts yeah we're talking this is pretty <laughs> meta now exactly i hope you don't want to read this i hope you want to listen to this yeah it would be terrible to read <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's pretty sweet. So you got a little morning routine going with your... Uh, yes. And, yeah, uh, that's helped me go, go through a lot more books. So I have a lot of data. Yeah. <laughs> Freakonomics, that's a good book. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that one. It's interesting. Are you still doing that sound meditation you're telling me about? Yes. Um, I've moved into, um, not sounds, but what you see. Visuals? <laughs> Visuals. Really? You. Yes. It, okay. you, you can, there's, it's just mindfulness meditation. It's called, like, the whole branch of it is called mindfulness. And it is about not is this fighting like yoga? or struggling. Is no, this like, no, no, no. Uh, you can do it, it riding a bus like to anywhere, a surrounded by people. Do you need, like, uh, you don't need incense? Weed. <laughs> do you have to be able to sit cross-legged? Mm, I'm not good at sitting cross-legged. Not at all. Never. Do you need a yoga mat? I don't Nothing. have a yoga mat. Okay. I don't either. Okay. No, you can use a bike. Okay. You can just, yeah, throw yourself Do in. That, can I still wear deodorant? Mm, no, you could actually use your smell <laughs> as a... As a <laughs> <laughs> that could as a be meditation. A well, it's something to focus your mind on, right? It's actually the opposite. It's to teach you to control the struggle with your thoughts and not mm. struggle learning how to not struggle with your thoughts and realizing they're just passing mm. and that they're they come and they go just as sounds just as uh visual um things stimuli <laughs> visual or stimuli. Input so or, i'm yeah. trying it with my bike for example i just ride around town uh -huh. which has a lot of colors right now and oh, a lot of yeah, people working outside in there it's it's amazing for yeah. cuz there's so much happening and you just ride i just ride my bike through the streets and just look at things and they come and they go and they come and they go and they come uh, and they go and that's the idea with your thoughts too they they you just need to learn not to struggle with them or linger yeah or pursue them. them or follow them so is it two places where you don't want to go and sure. you know, on like it started as a, a way to help patients with depression uh. to control their thoughts and not let them let their thoughts carry them into this like emotional emotional spiral yeah. down and understand that they're just thoughts yeah and that you control them right and yeah. so that takes a lot of training yeah especially for a person who has absolutely no control over their thoughts because it requires that you separate from your thoughts or you recognize that they your thoughts it's are not you yeah if you want to put the, put it in an analogy for example let's say you go and have you and i say we're going to have coffee at 2 p.m tomorrow and you're there at 2 p.m and i'm not there 
mm-hmm. and it's two o five, it's two ten, and I'm still not there. God and then you started, you start getting angry. Yeah, and you're like, fuck. What the hell? She doesn't care about our friendship. <laughs> She's an asshole. She does not care. This is not important to her. Or maybe you start thinking. Is she? In a, did she get in a car accident? Oh, or right. she doesn't have a car? Right. Did she get in a bike accident? Right. If she is she something wrong? I don't know something wrong. Yeah. And then you start feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Before you start feeling angry, then anxious, or you maybe start feeling. You pursue that thought of I don't care about our relationship, so mm-hmm. you start getting sad. Mm-hmm. All these feelings, anxiety, anger, or sadness, those are like the outcome. Let's call those C. Mm-hmm. A is the situation where we're in supposed to meet at the coffee shop Mm -hmm. but b is that train of thought that you you chose yeah you can choose whichever train of thought you want you could also choose to order eat happily enjoy your coffee and if i get there i get there if i don't you just talk to anybody else who's in the coffee shop Right. right um but then it's the whole training process is to help you distinguish a from b from c right and help you understand that b is under your control. Right. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so those kind of the... I like that you're talking about the sound meditation was basically just listening yeah. to everything. But not holding on to it. Not holding... And so you're almost like becoming conscious of the stream, right? And like the source of the stream. Yes. And if you're doing that sound meditation and there's always new sounds coming in, it, it's... Always. You're constantly... You're letting go of the last one. Yes. And, and spring is a great time one. to do it. Yeah, because there's so many in the birds. morning. Well, actually, they tweet, help. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very quiet right now. But Lula's garden is just oh, full of birds. We were, I was listening to birds this morning. It helps. It's so lovely. It is. <laughs> Do you think so? Talking about A, B, and C. It's C being those feelings that that the B of the, your train of thought can lead you to. Yeah. Do you think that you can uh, experience? that feelings can come to you in another way that's more like a like uh like that there maybe are feelings that can come to you that are um not necessarily related to you or your thoughts that there may be feelings like in the collective consciousness or in the earth or something that come up and are felt um, collectively collectively i definitely believe believe so and my the reason i got into trying to practice this is to recognize that a little better mm. um yeah i we could get deep into this conversation yeah. <laughs> um yeah well, i have, definitely just a few more minutes maybe all right and uh because i'd like to talk about that i think that's an interesting idea it's a beautiful idea there's a lot to and i think talk about with that one yeah i like to think sometimes um that I'm feeling things, because uh, sometimes you do just sort of feel a little bit sad, or um, or anxious, or and that maybe um, well, go ahead. feelings. Well, um, the idea of the whole mindfulness meditation is not to not feel those feelings. Right. It's to understand that feelings are made to be felt. Yeah. Not worked on necessarily you need to work on what's before that which is what led to those feelings but feelings i mean understanding all of this is not does not mean you're not going to be sad Mm -hmm. does not mean you're not going to be anxious Mm -hmm. it just means you're going to 
take that anxiety and feel it and actually hopefully bring something good out of it. Right. It's not not feeling or right. not feeling sad or not feeling angry. No, you're still going to get angry. You're still going to get sad every right. once in a while. But then you want to embrace that sadness and make it a part of your life because it's it is a part of your life. Yeah. It's not something good or bad. It's just a feeling. Just yeah. feel it. And, that's and then good. understand where it came from and mm. hopefully move on to the next feeling. Right. And that's really good work to do because uh, I feel like I feel like feelings are uh, going to... You think that feelings I are. I think that feelings uh, are meant to be felt and that if they aren't felt, I know that um, personally, if I don't... If I feel a feeling and I don't take the time to really Explore let it come it. Mm-hmm. and experience it, it's just, I'm sort of just delaying feeling that. Yes. I'm just like kicking it down the line a little ways. Yeah. But it's going <laughs> to, at some point or another. It's going to blow. I got to go it's down there and, and, <laughs> and bring down. it out. And, yeah. And uh, so it, the challenge is to, is to do that throughout your, you know, throughout your day or as often as possible. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes you really can't, like if you're in the middle of something, you can't. You, hey. you got to. I know you have to chew 20 times before swallowing. <laughs> I really don't do it. I try right, right. the first bite. 20 times. And then, so I, then I I, start thinking of other things or talking, and, and then I forget. And you know it's good for you. Oh, if it's cream cheese, that bagel you just need just to. just waiting for you. You just want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you get after it. Or a panacota, yeah. <laughs> the, this, like, flan. Made Italian flan. They make a mm. great one at Flying Fork. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they have it still, but it was tamarind panacotta. Which, by the way, I saw tamarind at Don's Market the other day. I grew up with tamarind. What it's, is tamarind? It's a, like a little beanstalk with full of... It's a fruit. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it looks like a beanstalk, but the, the seeds inside are covered with this delicious goo, mm. which is acid and like tart, mm. but sweet. And it's just amazing. It's one of my favorite fruits. Is it like a little pod? Like a little pod. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, a pod, not a bean. And then you, <laughs> you can use <laughs> it to flavor baked goods. No, um, we use it to make juice. Ah. But then what I was gonna say is like I've grew up, I grew up with it with trees of this, and they're like small. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let me see your fingers. Maybe your index finger. Like okay. That. And then I saw some at, at a supermarket. You can take out the name. Uh-huh. And they were like this, like the size Whoa. of give me something that they can understand. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. They were like this size, like the size of an egg roll. An egg roll. Yep, that's a big perfect. egg roll too. A good Huge. big egg roll. I've never seen some of those. Or like a like, a, like that a size really of nature. Thick pickle. Like a really thick pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's a yeah, small skinny a thickle? Sure. <laughs> And I have never seen that in nature, a tamarind that size. I don't know Did where that came it? from. No, definitely not. I, I don't want that in my system. Because so big. Because what? Just, it looked artificial. Or like, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the um, pickles no. that you can buy in... I've seen them for sale in video stores. They're giant dill pickles. They are so... They're not even refrigerated. They're just stored in plastic bags in mm, brine. That must be so natural. And they're like, <laughs> they're like the size of this microphone. <laughs> this monstrous. There's, well, so I don't like pickles. Things. I'll try to find a, a picture and put it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll 
see if there's still some tamarind. Like, I'll take a picture of the natural size of the huge size. It's uh -huh. weird. <laughs> it's just unnatural. Yeah. Which is something else I love about Peonia. What? All that the my, natural goods? Yeah, that you have food that is real food. Yeah. And it's from here, and it's beautiful. Oh, it feels so good. I'm so stoked for summer coming around. Yes. And getting back to just grazing, going to the yeah. garden and just grazing, grazing. for a half hour. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the community garden, for example. Mm -hmm. Got some good lettuce up in there. Yeah. I like them little baby lettuces. And the cucumbers are coming. Tomatoes mm -hmm. and oh, leeks. Tomatoes. Yes. Yeah. Summer. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <sighs> so, what's up with you? What's forward. What's next? You're uh, you going back to Madrid after this? I am. Cool. I will be there for um, maybe three weeks or a month. Then do you do SEI work in Madrid? Oh yeah, no, I I always I've been working with SEI almost entirely yeah. for the past two years. Yeah. Um, I even when I'm here, I work. I don't, I'm not working at SEI. I'm actually just working in my computer. Oh, uh, cool. And so I work from wherever I am. That's pretty cool. I just choose to be here. Yeah. I don't have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually great. right now. I have not been. I've even been working i'm just yeah, studying i just studying. choose to study in Bayonia. right which, yeah and you're gonna take the test back in madrid no no here in you're denver take it here Saturday. oh yeah. wow so i'm going to denver then i'm going to madrid for like a month and then i have a few euro trips yeah um cool yeah i'll be vis visiting some beautiful countries nice and then and then there are other plants coming back here not mm -hmm. here in Bayonia, here in the states and going to central america and We'll see. Yeah, so the, yeah. the good times keep on rolling. They keep on rolling. We'll see how long <laughs> I can take it or, yeah, survive it. Yeah. <laughs> and well. other people around me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, they can survive it because I'm really like, rattling some cages. Yeah? <laughs> you do yeah. very well. Thank you. Because you're present wherever you are. <laughs> rattling cages. Right. Oh, well, Thank I you. like to be present wherever I am. Yeah, I love you're traveling. You're well suited to it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for doing the podcast. Okay. Thank you for this sock and all of this microphone. It's beautiful. Yeah, you guys it's been should look fun at this. to just sit and look at I this. I kind of want to take a, a picture from where I've been sitting so that you can post it with this. It's really <laughs> we'll very funny. We'll get the sock in there. You'll understand the comment. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank thanks, Gabe. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. That was Carolina Fernandez. Thank you, Caro, for doing the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Again, if you have any questions for me, send an email to GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. Um, there's a post for this episode, episode 30 of Painting Pictures, on the website at GabeRobertsArt.com. If you like the podcast, you can support it by leaving a nice review or rating on iTunes. There's a page on the website called Support and I have some instructions for how to rate and review. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks. Until next time, ciao.